0: You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm mm, Kevin Jack Sparrow.
1: Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. to. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way. Because you are listening to The Movie Show. What is up? Hello, listener. This is The Movie Show. On Active FM. Oh, sorry, Ryan, I so interrupted you it's there. It's like on the...
0: O- <laughs>
1: <laughs> active I, FM I equals... I humbly apologize. As I spoke, I was like, damn it, he speaking still.
0: Active FM equals ORSPS. Well, actually, favorite ORSPS, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, Just definitely. Just so you know. Yes. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Active FM, ORSPS. <laughs> Finished.
1: And today, we are going to be doing a film review on a 2004 movie.
0: Can you believe it? Have
1: 2004.
0: Imagine that.
1: Sure. Long, long, long time ago. Ryan, how old were you in
0: 2004? Um, I was five.
1: No, you weren't. Because <laughs> I'm younger than you and I was seven.
0: So that means you were younger. What? 2004, right? 2004. Mm. Between Nineteen. For real? I was 19 years old. Sure. Everyone's going. Are oh, you that old? Are you
1: sure, Ryan? Ryan, 19. You
0: Ryan, you don't sound that old. Thank you very much. Thanks. I'll take that as a compliment.
1: There we go. He does not sound yes. his age.
0: I must say, this movie was... Okay. There's two things to talk about here. <laughs> the first one is the storyline,
1: uh-huh. which was a
0: rom-com. Uh-huh. but the part that got me out of th- there were two things that got me in this film all right and it's the reason why i enjoyed them number one is the characters because mm-hmm. we got marvel like spilt all over this this movie <laughs> i'm true. like wait so mary jane left spider-man <laughs> and, and went to was vi- also
1: peter in the film yes though. and
0: went to vision oh <gasps> and look
1: happy is there
0: Professor, what professor x yes his brother is vision <laughs> I'm like,
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: Exactly. No wonder why he's got the mind thing. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that that's amazing. True. And then there are special effects in this film. Like there's some cinematographers, photography shots in there. I was just like, wow, that's in- Okay, that that's very cool. Uh, unnecessary, but in a good way. You know, they didn't have to. But, they but it was very, very I cool. I enjoyed
1: that. I, very cool. I thought it was very cool.
0: I mean, there's tennis. You, you would ever think a tennis movie would be so interesting.
1: Right? You look
0: at some of the shots, the camera's like bouncing off the floor. It's like, I'm like the camera
1: yeah. is the ball, the tennis exactly. ball. It was so cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, this movie is definitely a movie to watch if you haven't watched it. The main actor is Paul Bettany. And I must be honest, that is actually the reason I ended up watching the film. was because I searched Paul Bettany's movies. And then I was like, oh, there's one called Wimbledon. Well, let's watch it. It was very, very good. The only thing is the morals in the film aren't great, but they don't show you anything, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. I think that might have been because it was in two thousand and four. I don't know. Maybe it was back then they decided to be more modest. But they are the morals aren't too great. But it's not. It's not a. You have to keep switching it on and off, or keep skipping scenes like that. You don't have to do that. So from that perspective, it's. Yeah,
0: There were some parts I skipped. I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, okay, skip. Next. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, 10 seconds. I'm like, okay. All right. All good. right, we
1: passed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just in case, yeah.
1: So the budget for the film is 31 million US dollars. The box office was 41.5 million US dollars. So they did make profit, obviously, though it wasn't like a box office success or whatever. But then again, it was 2004. So yeah, we can't really compare it with the current. And it's a rom-com.
0: Where was YouTube in 2004?
1: I'm sure they were around.
0: Because there's like no interviews. I didn't find anything on this film.
1: I found one interview with Paul Bettany, but it wasn't specifically about this film. It was a... It was an interview. You know when actors go through their most iconic characters? Yes. It was one of those. And in this, he actually classifies this as one of his iconic characters. Really? Which eh? was really cool, yeah. Other ones, he he mentioned A Beautiful Mind. He obviously was in A Beautiful Mind. He obviously mentioned Jarvis and Vision from um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He mentioned he was in Solo, A Star Wars Story. Yes, that's right. And he mentioned A Knight's Tale, which was with Heath Ledger. And then he mentioned one before that as well i can't remember what it was though but he did mention this one yes as one of his most iconic characters and i think the reason he thought it was iconic was he actually said doing a rom-com or acting in a rom-com is actually very difficult because your character almost has to have this charm and what he said was like someone like hugh Grant does it so easily but for him he actually found this role quite challenging like he said it was quite a challenging role to pull off
0: i think i can relate eh? if i had to do a rom-com if i had to act in a rom-com how do you
1: <laughs>
0: that would just be weird yeah, yeah. i think it would be very weird
1: but the cast was also very good. So, obviously, we have Paul Bettany, who played Peter Colt. He was the main character. And as Ryan stated, he was Vision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then we have Kirsten Dunst, who was Lizzie. She was also a tennis player in the film. And she was, if you watch, the OG Spider-Man. The one Mary with
0: Jane Watson. Yes. He,
1: she was Mary Jane. Then we have John Favreau, who was happy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He also directed The Lion King. The when episode. I saw
0: him, I'm like, ah, look at this guy. Right? Look at this guy. What is he doing here? <laughs>
1: and he was such a... I don't, his character Otherwise, was... He was, the, he was Paul Bettany's... What do they call them? Agent.
0: So he was the agent.
1: He was the agent but at the same time he was like the agent for both players. So in the yeah. final of Wimbledon he's sitting there with an American and a, a UK flag. Yeah. And whoever scores the point he just puts up I'm like seriously seriously people that you can see it's just someone trying to make money like that is literally the aim. And then we have James McAvoy who plays uh, Charles Xavier in X Men.
0: Did not recognize him at first. <laughs> he was first.
1: very young in this film.
0: Very, I didn't very, recognize very young. him at first. I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think he took because he's a cyclist, so he's got yes. cycling hat on, or whatever. And then uh, maybe it's because he had the hair number one, but number two, then he took it off, and I'm like, wait, what? Hmm? <laughs> I'm like, it's, I
1: recognized his voice. It's
0: Professor Xavier. <laughs> I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah. And then Ryan, do you know there were two famous tennis players in the film? As an actual famous like, tennis players,
0: is this like where they did their, their cameo moments or something like that? It this. was
1: more than a cameo. They were the two commentators. So
0: they were also so, tennis players.
1: Yep, two. So Chris um, Ever- Everett and J- John McEnroe both are famous tennis players. I know
0: exactly who they are.
1: She, she actually, so the female, she was the American former world number one tennis player. She won 18 Grand Slam single championships and three double titles. And she was the year-ending world number one singles player in 19, 1974, 75, 76, 77, 78, 80, and 81. So that is her. And then we have John McEnroe, who is a former professional American tennis player. He was known for his shot making and volleying skills, in addition to confrontational on court behavior that frequently landed him in trouble with umpires and tennis authorities. So those two they were actually comment the the two commentators, especially they were commentating the whole time though, like throughout the the tennis matches, but specifically the final. You, you see them But those two uh, So those two Commentators are Actual tennis players That have done Very well In the tennis Industry Yes <laughs>
0: Interesting
1: so getting the actors To play professional Looking tennis Actually proved Much more difficult Than anticipated Eventually it was Decided to film Them performing The strokes And digitally Add the ball Afterwards How crazy
0: is that Right eh? I thought that they When they served They served pretty Powerfully eh
1: do you know that the, the that serves they, wow. Do you know that the serves were actu- the actual actors? Yeah. So they, they did their own serves. That's what I found quite
0: I was just like, even the close ups, I was just like, man, it looks like he really hits that ball. But they did. So alright.
1: So the serves were real. The the rest of the game the was plane, the actual the, plane. Yeah, so the fake.
0: let's think about this. <laughs> so in other words, this is what they did. Alright. This is what I've gathered. They would serve. Mm-hmm. A- and then they would play play tennis yes. they would pretend to play so if i looked if it looked like one player was hitting the ball that way then you'd run then you'd run towards that side yes. and they would hit it and all the cg artists needed to do was obviously replicate the tennis now here's the question did he like did he simulate the balls so and that's th- the thing and let the ball really bounce because i mean okay a bouncing ball i mean come on animation 101 it's not too difficult you could okay. He has the tennis racket. Just over, just make sure, and you're cutting shots. Yeah. So, which means that in terms of the timing with the ball, you could get it right. Okay, they weren't always cutting shots. The shots were so brilliant. They were I so thought they good. They were so good. There was one shot I was like, wait, how did they do that? The, the 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 time lapse. There was the one time lapse of the game. Yes. And the way that they stitched. So the the, the camera was moving. Um, look, this is 2004. I uh, forgive me for being such a bad film, whatever. Fan or whatever, <laughs> but I don't know if robotics was around that time because the only way they could have done a shot like that is by having okay either a camera on a track and then just getting them to do to to do a couple shots and then roll. I mean, ah, no, Yo it was good. It, no, was, it was really br- good.
1: I also was like, how did they get this right in two thousand and four?
0: Look, the, the way I would have guessed it: camera on a track. They run the track slowly. They get them to mess around with the ball a lot. Uh, play a couple of shots, and then um, they just they probably. The, They'd probably have to um do it a couple times so okay okay actors play a game roll the shot from from front to back okay can we do it again camera reset maybe do it a couple times and then they would just stitch it obviously then uh, i can think of how effect you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna test this i know exactly how they did this but it was very very good uh yeah in, no it was very cool the, the shooting but anyway like i was saying so they're just hitting the ball around They're pretending to play tennis. I'm sure they had a lot of fun. I I was just
1: thinking, I would love to play. I would, I would so. Anyone wants to fake play tennis with me? I'm willing to do it. I will give it my all. It it will look like I'm Ryan. You You can then take the footage and then just add the ball in afterwards. I will so do that.
0: You (laughs) see, it must have been a lot of fun. And I'm sure a couple of times, like, dude, why are you there? I hit the ball there. (laughs) You lost. It's
1: over. Start running in the other direction.
0: So that's all they did. Uh, And uh, uh, what was. What was uh, Paul's, Bethany's... Oh, Peter. Peter Colts. Peter often when he serves. Ugh.
1: No, it was very good. The granting <laughs> was, was on like, point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was really, really cool.
1: So also scenes for the film were filmed. This is so cool, Ryan. Do you know that some of the scenes for the film were filmed during the Wimbledon tournament in 2003? Right, the actual tournament, the actors would walk out on court at the beginning or end of a match as though they were really competing, as in at the actual Wimbledon tournament. Uh. They'd get the actors to walk out. The officials and spectators were actual tennis officials and spectators rather than extras, and it is the only time in the history of the tournament that this has been allowed. So There was actual footage from the actual Wimbledon tournament in 2003, and they allowed the actors, so they would have been like, okay, now we just have some filming going on. We're gonna see P- uh, Paul Bettany walking out, pretending here, and then you see Paul Bettany walk. That that is so cool. That is that is even for the actors, that and must sure have been such. Ah, oh, imagine going yeah. to Wimbledon and pretending you. That would have been awesome for them as well.
0: Well, Paul, uh Paul Bettany would have felt like home. I guess he would have been like, yeah, now nah, been here a couple of <laughs> times, you know, probably
1: yeah. The movie cast professional but little known tennis players to play against the stars so the tennis players that actually play against the main characters are real tennis players they little so they they're they're actual tennis players but they're not like the big so they're not in like you know they're not high-ranking tennis players but they actually are tennis players and in the director's commentary richard who's the director shared that he met an up-and-coming female tennis player but rejected her as she looked too similar to kirsten dunst she was maria sharapova before she went on to win several grand slam titles including wimbledon so he refused to, to have her in it because she looked too similar to Kirsten Dunst but then she went on to be like one of the best women in the world in tennis so she's probably like mm-hmm, you didn't want me no, in your what? movie <laughs> and then um, Kirsten Dunst underwent serious physical training to prepare for this role also poor Bettany actually was trained by an actual tennis player for the role, so he actually got together with an actual tennis player who who helped him learn how to play tennis. Because before this movie, he did not know how to play tennis. He actually said in an interview he had never even picked up a tennis racket before. So the person that taught poor Bethany how to play tennis was a man named Pat Cash. And Pat Cash, is his his full name is Patrick Hart Cash. He's a retired Australian professional tennis player. And he reached a career high in the, the men's singles, ranking number four in May 1988. And another one in the doubles, ranking number six in August 1988. So Paul Bettany was trained by an actual tennis player who made it to number four in the world. And then I thought this was very cool. So, you know, at the end of the film, when he wins, spoiler alert, Wimbledon, he runs up into the crowd and goes and hugs his family. You know, there's that scene. Do you know that Paul, uh, Pat Cash, sorry, who was the tennis player that taught Paul Bettany how to play tennis, after winning the 1987 Wimbledon con- um, contest, he also climbed into the stands and ran to his family to to celebrate with them. So I thought that was just cool how they incorporated something that Pat Cash has, had actually done. And then obviously he went to teach Paul Bettany. So to almost bring in that in like sort of a trivia type of way, I thought that was... That was very cool. But imagine being taught tennis by a person who's been number four in the world.
0: Imagine being an actor who gets taught how to play tennis. Because <coughs> obviously for an actor, when you play a role, you've got to learn. You learn a lot, I'm sure. No. You're going to fly a helicopter. Because you have to fake to... a
1: personality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's also true. Hey? Yeah. you you got a lot of actors who hang with famous people, let's say. Because from what I know, uh, this, this tennis player, Peter, was... He's a real tennis player, actually. Yeah.
1: Is the name the? I know it was based on. is like similar as stories. Know, as
0: far as I know, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I saw that. In fact, someone asked the question: Was this guy a real tennis player? Tennis player. And they said yes. And the answer was
1: yes. I know that it was based on a book as well, so that is very possible. I saw in the one of the info parts of Google. That was a very bad description of where I saw it, but. They said it was based on a novel.
0: So, I quote, the film echoes some real-life tennis stories, such as the 70-story romance between Jimmy Connors and Chris Evert." Okay, there you go. It sort of starts there. Incredible writes the... Uh, uh, and then someone asked the, um, uh, the, the, the question of how old does Vision... No? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, he was a real tennis player, yes.
1: That is hectic. So, this is quite interesting. The set for Peter Colt's house in the film is the same one used for William Thacker's house in Notting Hill.
0: Uh, That's, yeah, you know what? That is cool.
1: (laughs) And you know what's weird about that is they actually were originally intending for the lead role to go to Hugh Grant. But I'm very glad they did not do that. I feel like Paul Bettany was the person for this role. Hugh Grant, he's got, now, don't get me wrong. Hugh Grant is a brilliant rom-com actor. He's done, I mean, most of Hugh Grant's films are... Not that he can't do anything else. I mean, in The Gentleman, he was completely different. So different that when we watched it, my mom, who would have grown up watching his films didn't recognize him that's how good he was so i'm not saying that he's now can only do rom-coms it's just that's what he like chose to get into but i'm really glad that they didn't go with him just because it would have just made it like oh yeah it's that type of move like it would have been another yeah. notting hill or something like that um but paul bettany did actually say it was very big shoes to fill obviously referring to like a Hugh Grant to just is so effortless in rom-coms so, and then for the female lead role, they were at one point considering Reese Witherspoon. Can I also say, I'm very glad that they did not choose her as well. Because it also would have made it, because she also often is in rom-coms. But it's, yeah. you know when there's an, it's not that they're not a good actor. It's just because that is in it, it's like, oh, it's that type of movie. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm really glad that they didn't put her in. And did you know that at one point they were considering Reese Witherspoon to play the lead female role in the film instead of Kristen Dunst? Now, I'm really glad that they did not do that as well. Not that she's a bad actor. She's a good actor. But it just... You know how certain actors just have a certain feel to them? And when you watch the film, yep. they just give off that like, oh, it's that type of film. So Or
0: not Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Action movie.
1: Or like The Rock. You just know. You like either he's in a really hardcore action movie, Comedy or it's action. like a Jumanji. <laughs> There's no in between type of thing, or he's in like the Tooth Fairy.
0: I was just about to yeah, say. Yeah, like the that's tooth fairy.
1: that's your range. But I'm glad that I I've personally enjoyed the cast. I think they did a very good cho- uh, They did they did a very good what job. is th- thank you job. They did a very good. Did a wow. very good job. The English ran away from me there. <laughs> they did do a very good job. Now this. This, I do not agree with Ryan. So, do you know that according to the script, Peter Colt's car was supposed to be a rare Porsche 356. But for the film, a chisel Speedster 356 replica was used.
0: Someone knows what that, exactly what you're talking about. I
1: don't think, it wasn't a Porsche though in the film, right? No,
0: it was a silver.
1: Something else, whatever, chisel Speedster. <laughs> that they should have just not done. Why just would they not put a Porsche in their film?
0: It was like a roadster, a silver. It roadster. was a cute
1: car, though. I must be honest, but still, it would have been nice if it was a Porsche. Have you seen vintage Porsches? Have you seen them, Ryan?
0: Uh, not that I particularly. Took
1: I'm going to send you photos. They are notices. they are gorgeous. How funny though was his whole character, like the the like his family when at home. When the father
0: rocks up, he just goes into this like squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> this like squill. He's he's just like yes sir,
1: those okay sir. Yes, I'm he was. Just, like, it is. For me, it was very... The storyline, like you said, the storyline was very good. It, it was something different. It was like a breath of fresh air and it was a very, very good film. So, yeah. yeah. Now, this is... So, if if you know Paul Bettany's story, he's actually got quite a phenomenal story. So, he obviously has been around for quite a while, especially doing like earlier movies, for example, like A Beautiful Mind. I mean, this one was in 2004. So, the peak of his career was in the early... 2000s like round about that that time and then what actually happened was he then after working on this film with John Favreau he then got a call from John Favreau when they were making Iron Man to say they basically need a very robotic type voice and he thought of him so Paul Bettany laughed and said "Yeah sure no problem I'll do it" and then that's how he got the role as Jarvis so he got the role, role of Jarvis because of this film and there's a there's right. a there's a thing on Disney Plus called assembled and it's the making of one division the, the series one division so they basically go behind the scenes and you know interview the actors and all of that and in one of the interviews Paul Bettany said that John Favreau remembered him because they worked together on this film so yes this film is one of the reasons that Paul Bettany is in the Marvel cinematic universe so we have to thank Wimbledon for the fact that we have Paul Bettany as Vision but then another thing that I found very interesting was so Paul Bettany obviously played Jarvis, and then he went on, I think, to do maybe another film, probably like Han Solo, that like, yeah, and then he went one day to see a producer. He was sitting with a, a big Hollywood producer, and the producer basically said to him, your career is over. Like you've, you've had your time, you've been in the spotlight, your career is done. I'm sorry to tell you this, but your career literally... I think I was
0: having a bad day.
1: No, he was being serious with him. Like he literally told him your career is done. And poor Bettany stood up said and said, there's a second and third act and mine's still coming and walked out. But he said when he walked out, his legs went like jelly and he literally... I mean, imagine being told your career's over, like literally, like that is, that is not for the faint of heart. And then he said that he, as he was, um, he, he literally went out of that interview, sat in the street and was like hopeless. And then he got a call and it was an unknown number. But he answered. And the person calling him was actually the director of Avengers, who is, his name's Josh. Oh, I forgot his surname now. But what is his surname? Josh. Um,
0: There's something let's,
1: yeah, he let's So he called guys. him, right? And he said to him, would you be interested in playing Vision? And poor Bettany was like, yes. And that that's it. Th- his, his second and third act came.
0: I can see this. He gets up, he dusts <laughs> himself off, he looks back and he's like, yeah, what? Sorry. <laughs> You'll see me on screen. You'll <laughs> see me
1: in Avengers I mean, Age of Ultron.
0: He then took part in one of the biggest cliffhangers.
1: Right, of history. Life, right? I mean, he went into Avengers Age of Ultron. Then he was in, what was it? Civil War. Then it was... Obviously, Infinity War and this Endgame.
0: Guy has been in so many movies.
1: He's, so he wasn't just... Obviously, it just started off as Jarvis, which he played in all of the Iron Mans, and obviously then in Avengers 1. And he, what he was saying was what was nice with Jarvis was he would just have to go in like right at the end and, you know, do some voice work and then he got paid a whole lot of money. But also he was saying... For the, the crew at the time, it was nice for them as well, because instead of them, you know, you know, how sometimes you pick up mistakes when you're like editing the film and then you kind of have to do reshoots or whatever. Instead of that, they could just get Jarvis to say, oh, the bad guy's coming. No, no, no. So instead of now going into extensive reshoots, they would just get poor Bettany to come in and speak. And they, their problem was solved. And he was like, they gave me money. So, you know, it's always nice to get money for, you know, speaking. Um, yeah. And then that was Jarvis. But if, then he went on to be Vision.
0: If you if you're interested in what movies what other movies this guy plays in, okay, Uncle Frank in twenty twenty. Obviously solo we, we spoke about it. all the Although Avengers. Uncle
1: Frank don't go watch because that is I think his character is gay. I'm just giving you the heads up.
0: Alright, so twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> solo yeah, obviously solo Star Wars story, the Avengers, Journey's End, Captain America, Civil Legion, War, right? Yeah. um hmm. Okay. Shelter, Transcendence, Blood, Iron Man Three, Avengers, Morgan Sal, The Tourist, the Tourist Oh yes, he
1: was in the tourist.
0: Iron Man Two, Legion Creation, The Young Victoria anyway, if you go into Wikipedia, there's He's a lot He's been line. in a lot
1: of films, yeah. But I definitely yeah. say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe stepped in and it may personally I know Paul Bettany from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's where I know him from.
0: There's a mini a series television, um, in a television mini series, um, WandaVision. Yes. Apparently he's in there.
1: Yes. That is the latest, the second latest thing that Marvel has brought out. The latest thing is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. And
0: you got a uh, Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor.
1: In WandaVision?
0: For Avengers Age of Ultron.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait, nominated. I'm lying. You got yes, nominated. Sorry, for it. nominated. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure you stood online. You should have thanked that producer, <laughs> and I'd like to thank so and so for telling
1: uh, me my career was over.
0: For supporting me <laughs> and telling me to never give up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, the person's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but that for me that's pretty cool to um to hear how his his career has has turned out, but. The thing I enjoy about Paul Bettany is he always acts in completely different roles. Like whenever you see Paul Bettany on screen, generally he's completely different to the last time you saw him on screen. So like in in Avengers, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Vision is a very like, how do I put it? He's like very sense, I don't know how to word this. He's just like logic, if I can put it like that. Like he's logic personified type of thing. That's the type of character Vision is. In division, you see more of like an emotional side of him. But then in this film, you've obviously got like the rom-com side of him where there's like that comedy aspect that comes out. Yeah. Then in A Night's Tale, he's just a crazy liar that... Yeah, that, that is just a crazy liar. And I know he's often acted as like psychopaths even... Oh, and do you know so you know that he was in Hans, um, so solo Star Wars story, so Ron Howard, remember we in our show that we did on that movie, we said that the directors kept changing, and then eventually Ron Howard was given the project and he yeah. obviously completed it. When Paul Bettany heard that Ron Howard had taken on the project, he messaged Ron Howard because they met on sets of a beautiful mind, so that 's where he obviously knows Ron Howard from. And then he messaged him to say, you know, have you ever thought, have you ever sat thinking late at night that you really would like to be a part of the Star Wars franchise? That's the message he sent to Ron Howard. And apparently Ron Howard responded and said, hello, let me get back to you. And in a few days he got back to him and he got the uh... lead role of the villain in Solo: Star Wars story. But he literally said, he, can't, he, he took his chances and he was like, you know, I cannot not be in the Star Wars Franchise, even if I'm just a stormtrooper or something, I have to get my name into the Star Wars franchise. So and he did.
0: It probably wasn't even for the money. It was just like. No, he wait, wanted
1: to be in Star Wars. Wait, I oh, know
0: Ron Howard. Wait, me and this. Me and this, this is chap. my opportunity. Me and this chap, we get along so well. Hang on, let me just. Hoy, <laughs> my message there.
1: And he did. And he got the role.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Right. Good one.
1: Yeah. So it really is a, a good film. It was an enjoyable film. It's a feel good movie. By the end of the film, you're like. That was a that was a cool movie, and I really really enjoyed the whole how they brought tennis into it, and they really did that accurately even like the just the whole because I actually I don't watch it much anymore, but at one point I was like heavily into tennis. I really enjoyed watching like the matches and all of that, but obviously you you get the outside view, so you get the long shots and all of that, and you don't get the backstory of the. The, the characters and the tennis players, but in this, I liked how they they did that backstory as well. So it was a it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. Ryan, it was a rom com. What did you think yeah. of it?
0: Like I said, the the shots. I really enjoyed the shots and the characters were were, were enjoyable for me. But the shots were even cooler.
1: What other rom coms did you enjoy? Because I feel like this is a very short list.
0: We did that other rom com. Overboard. Yeah. Was that
1: the only other rom com you've uh, ever it was enjoyed? A
0: camp. For me, they're all the same, except for this one.
1: Oh, you see, people? So Wimbledon takes it. It is a rom-com like no other rom-com.
0: <laughs> they threw in the shots for guys like me.
1: For you. Mm-hmm. And how cool was the whole, his thought processing, how they displayed that? <laughs>
0: I'm like, this is the beginning of vision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. But even like the way he's like, you could do this, no. or you can't do this. Shut, up, stu- man. Shut up. <laughs> it was really I love that. I really, really like that. Because that, that is probably what's going on in their heads. Yeah, that was very good. So,
0: Peter Colt, a a British professional tennis player in his 30s whose ranking was slipped from 11th to 119th in the world, has never really had to fight for anything, etc, etc. Yeah, there is. Fictional character.
1: Oh, is he fictional? Yes. Okay, so he didn't exist then. But I know the story was based on, like... Actual things that happen. Because if you're wondering, there have been tennis players that have fallen in love. In fact, Roger Federer met his wife playing tennis. So they went to a a tournament together and then met. And yes, I don't think, I stand to be corrected. I don't think she made it um, to like the top ranking woman tennis players. But obviously Federer did. But they met playing tennis. So for all you tennis players out there, there is love on the court to be found. (laughs) And this movie is proof. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. just the shots were cool.
1: (laughs) Okay, there we go. For all you cinematographers out there who don't care much for life, the shots were cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this has been the movie show right here on Active FM with another awesome movie review way back from 2004. Mm
0: -hmm. This is definitely a worthwhile to watch.
1: Yes, it definitely is. In fact,
0: uh, me and my family will be watching it. I've watched it. Me and my family will be watching it. It's a good movie. It's a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your wife will enjoy it. Yeah, I think I'll She just, definitely will enjoy I'm it. I'm
0: going to bring my Mac there <laughs> and I'm going to do oh, something else.
1: <laughs> and laugh at all the jokes. At the <laughs> part she's like, is he going to die? And
0: I'm going to be like, yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> they <That> always do.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Wait, which part is? are you going to say he's going to die? In?
0: I don't know. She's going to ask me something. He's
1: going to get hit uh, by the tennis is ball. Is he going to win? Yeah. Oh.
0: And I'll be like, yeah.
1: No, say no for the suspense. Oh, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, no, he doesn't win. Sorry. Gets hit by a tennis ball and dies. But he gets the gal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we are signing out. If you want to listen to any of our previous shows, you can check them out. They're all there on ActiveFM.
0: But for our new show, we'll be here next week. Same time.
1: hmm Definitely. Catch us. Yeah.
0: There. Mm-hmm. Unless something happens. Mm. But that something's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not. So we'll be there. See you next week. Peace out. Cheers. Enjoying the Active FM shows will then catch us on Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven, mm. Twitter and Gab at @ActiveFM,
1: Facebook at ActiveFM forward slash Triple Seven, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop. Don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.